Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Welcome back. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. We've been asking that question about Mike Tannenbaum. What happened to that boy? Like, like it, it, Mike Tannenbaum back in studio with us after dipping into get up, and apparently, what happened to it was that boy? Ambush. <laughs> are you feeling all right today? Classic, like, are you good? Classic I got broad shoulders, so I got you two on this side of the hallway. I, I feel like I had fifty on that side, but I got broad shoulders, so let's go. You're getting pummeled. So, so let's let's just discuss. What the next thing, like you saying a running back shouldn't be eligible for an MVP. I thought that was, all right, that's as far as he's going to go today. Right, Harry? Like I thought, all right, well, he's going to walk in there, say that, and they're going to go after him. Got that damn but apparently you had more <laughs> in the chamber. I sure did. And, and hear me out on this one. So a great privilege of my career was I represented Steve Kerr for a number of years. Yep. And, Alan, as you all know, because of the relationship between Steve – and Phil Jackson, who then was running the Knicks, everyone thought Steve was going to go into coaching and be a New York Knick, right. which is something we strongly considered. <clears throat> but to Steve's credit, when he really took a long lens a view of the Golden State Warriors, he's like, there are great foundational pieces from Steph Curry, Draymond Green, rest is history, dynasty. He's now the men's national coach. and But he didn't do it in New York, so really, I mean, what was it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So <laughs> he's going to go down as an all-time great, deservedly so. Yeah. My point is, because of the structure of Trevor Lawrence's contract, where they're saving, it's a conversation we just had, guys, roughly $40 million a year for the next three years. The Jacksonville Jaguars, with the right coach, like a Jim Caldwell, Dan Quinn, Doug Peterson, should be in the playoffs next year. This is a historically great opening because you're going to get DJ Chark back, Travis Etienne back. You're going to have a $40 million competitive advantage on day one that I get the job, I'm calling up Devontae Adams and saying, hey, congratulations, you're a Jacksonville Jaguar, and just fill in the blank because you can't overpay him. Now you have a number one receiver. And if you could defend your Jonathan Taylor and your Derrick Henry, we will be in the playoffs next year. We have no state income tax. We play on grass. We practice on grass. So, Devontae Adams, if you want to be cold and leave money on the table, stay in Green Bay. If you want to be warm and make more money, come down to Jacksonville. So the Jacksonville Jaguars – are the Golden State Warriors? They have a chance. The Golden State because, Warriors. So just, just from, so you know now, my, because Trevor Lawrence to me has greatness in him. No, just so you know now, my brother was on that uh, Warriors team when Mark Jackson was coaching. Okay, so I, I, I don't Tony think Douglas. Jackson, I don't think Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> Are you saying from contractual standpoint? I'm saying because when you look at Steph Not Curry. Not player standpoint, Steph, though. Steph Curry was a really, really good player. Steve Kerr came in, and, and the rest is history. So, you, right, yeah. so, so you're saying, saying Trevor, Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence, Steph Curry. Think, okay. yeah, I'm saying that the foundation of Trevor Lawrence and the fact that they have a $40 million a year that you could turn into Devontae Adams, you could turn into the best player every year, gives them a historically – from an opening standpoint, usually go back a year ago, Urban Meyer, hey, we got to figure out what we're going to do. We got to take Trevor Lawrence. We got to go through what is always a very painful first year, Peyton Manning's rookie year in Indy. They're past that. And now they should hit the ground running and they should be in the playoffs next year. But but here's the only thing about that Devontae Adams, you might have to choose another number one because Devontae is from Cali, right? He's from Cali. Um, him and Derek Carr are, are really, really close. Him and Aaron Rodgers are really, really close. I don't think Devontae Adams is coming all the way on this side of the country to go play in Jacksonville where you don't get all four seasons. 
<laughs> I just I just don't see it happening. And then when you look at the Jacksonville Jaguars, I think there's an opportunity for them to be in the playoffs in two to four years. Next year, you got to still remember, you have to deal with the Tennessee Titans twice. You have to deal with the Indianapolis Colts twice. But here's what I'm saying, guys. Every year you get the two best players in free agent. Every year you get the two best because you're going to have $40 million yeah, more than you Right, and I've been with the Dolphins. Every conversation begins and ends that you want to go to California. No state tax. And, yeah, and, and pay 8% more. Why I went to, right. One well, of the reasons why I went to Tennessee. Well, one of the, one of the <laughs> yeah. things, though, we, we know is that whatever's happened after Urban Meyer now, how far back did it set the franchise remains to be seen where they go forward from here. The coach, before you even get the free agency, is the most important part. Steve Kerr was a very important piece in this whole thing, so – can Jacksonville get their Steve Kerr? Who is it? Probably not somebody from the college game. Let's leave it there. Uh, I think they've already gone down that road, as we know. But meanwhile, another college coach also under fire, and that is Matt Rule in Carolina. Now, did he, how long of a deal did he sign? He signed a long deal there, right? Like, was it a 10-year deal, a 7-year deal? At least a 7-year deal, yeah. Right, so he's there. But Trey Boston, once a player goes public with stuff, it's real, right? Yeah, so he tweets – I can't take credit for it, but a Bills player told me it's Operation Hashtag Send Rule Back to School Season. All I could do was laugh. Even other teams' players want him out. And then he just basically said, boys just want to see the Panthers doing great. Um, he, he also criticized, we got our Mike linebacker starting, running down on punt. Wow, I've seen it all. This man thinks it's college ball. And then he also had another tweet about some blank needs to be fired. So what's happening in Carolina, and and is this more of a college coaches just can't do the same things they could do in college at the NFL level, or is this maybe some players just don't fit with a coach, and if you're running the franchise, look at the type of players you're getting, not the coach. Yeah, no, that's fair, but you know, this is a little bit of a generalization, and we heard Rex Ryan talk a lot about this yesterday. It is the men's league, and – Harry, you know this from a for, former player standpoint. Players are selfish. They're going to gravitate to coaches that give them the answers so they can play well, make money, and play as long as possible. Yep. And there's a transition when you go from college football to pro football. Matt Rule, very successful at Temple, very successful at Baylor, was an assistant coach with the Giants. And if I was an owner of a team, I wouldn't necessarily just say, I'll never hire a college coach. But when you look at Nick Saban, Bobby Petrino, Steve Spurrier, more recently, Urban Meyer, Chip there, Kelly, Chip Kelly. There is a difference, and I just you know watching a guy like Coach Parcells. Like you could treat players in a with very high standards, have very difficult conversations, but if they believe you're getting them better, it could work. And I think what ha- is happening when you look at what they've done, where you lose credibility. Let's just look at the quarterback position. Matt Rule gets there, he fires Cam Newton, mm. he brings in Teddy Bridgewater, he gets rid of him. Signs him to a deal. Right, exactly. (laughs) Right, right. They trade for Sam Darnold, exercise his option. That doesn't work out. We bring Cam Newton back. We guarantee him $10 million, right? We bring in Joe Brady. We fire him. So if you're a player and you're looking through the lens of, can this guy get me to where I want to go, and you just look at what he's done between the offensive coordinator and the quarterback position, you're going to have natural skepticism. There's there's certainly reason for that because it just keeps – 
turning over and over. And, and is that, I mean, well, Harry as a player, sad, is that? The sad part about it is that their defense is, is, is damn good, too. Yeah. So it's like moments. you're wasting. They were 3-0. The, and oh. the, they're, they're wait, you're wasting the defense right now. Yeah, yeah. But, but Harry, as a player, though, when what, do you look at these coaches differently? Um, like, if they don't have a track record in the NFL, do you give them that sort of side eye? Like, let's see what this guy's about. How fast, how fast do they lose you? Because he's been there two years, and he's, he's in a seven-year deal for $60 million. Well, I'll tell you, some of the things that players want when it comes to coaches, no matter if they're coming from college or coming from a different NFL team, right? Honesty, you're going to put them in the best position so, so they can succeed. And the main players, if, if you're not treating the main players in an in, in organization the right way, why in the hell would any other free agent want to come to that team? Mm-hmm. Toxic. You see what I'm saying? Toxic. So those are some of the main things players look at when it comes to a new coach coming in. And do these tweets the matter? Do these tweets matter that Trey Boston put out? Like, is would you, Trey Boston on the roster right now? It, it's what he's hearing. It's what he's seeing. So for 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 you, is he, is he on the roster? Though? I believe he is. And he's tweeting this being on the roster. Yeah, I, like to like, me, this, this, so, social media to me that's a whole other conversation where. Matt Rule to me, he he has to effectively communicate with his players. Yeah. He was he's a free agent right now, so oh, he's a, a free little agent bit easier right for him to say okay. these things. Yeah, but but my point is, but like, he but he was with that organization yeah. for a yeah. while. I've been playing against him. Right, right, right. No, my point though is like from a that's a whole other aspect of like when you're a college coach, you you control everything. You're more important in oh, some yeah. cases than the university president, yep. and you can tamp those things down. But with social media now, you know it's interesting when you think about like some of the smartest and most successful people in the world, Steve Jobs with Apple. You know, you hear about things like the genius in the in its simplicity. Bill Belichick has one sign in New England about all that, ignore the noise. And it, it, it sounds, you right, it's so simple, you yeah. know? And, but, you know, this whole idea of do your job. But Matt Rule, to me, has to take a different approach than he did at Temple or Baylor because the Trey Bostons of the world, like, that's going to happen at the NFL level. And I think that's what Rex was intimating yesterday about the men's league. You have to communicate and influence players at the NFL level different than you did in college. All right, that is Mike Tannenbaum giving us a straight talk, brought by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. It's ESPN Radio, and we have you covered for bowl game action. Tune in today for the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Coverage begins 2.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. So let's stay in the NFC South with the team that's leading that division. I think it minimizes their chances of going to get that one seed. Now that Green Bay has it, now we're going to ask Tampa Bay to do it again. To do it two years in a row, yeah. have to go on the road and win a Super Bowl. That is a big challenge. They, they made that decision before Chris Godwin got hurt. And if you know anything about Tom Brady, it was, you know, Tom Brady is the reason that Antonio Brown's on the roster. Okay, so to Tampa we go. Jenna Lane joining us right now on the Goodyear Hotline. Jenna covers the Bucks for ESPN. Good morning, Jenna. How are you guys doing? All right, we are good. And we've been discussing throughout the day, throughout the morning, about the loss of Chris Godwin for the season with a torn ACL and wondering what kind of impact it has on this team. In fact, we even asked the question, do they remain a Super Bowl contender? So what is, what is from your understanding, the biggest impact of losing Godwin for the season? Oh, gosh, the impact of losing him can't be, I mean, it it can't be overstated. He was two catches away from reaching the 100-catch threshold. He had already already achieved uh, 1,100 receiving yards, and they still have three games remaining. 
And, you know, he was leading the team not only in receiving yards, but he had a 77.2% catch rate. It was by far the best on the team. You know, usually, of course, guys that, that have that high volume of, of catches and, and receiving yards, because they're targeted so much, they're not always able to make those difficult catches. But that wasn't the case with Godwin. He was a guy that you could line up all over the field. And, you know, he was really one of Tom Brady's greatest safety nets. So to not have him, absolutely huge. Um, Especially when you've got teams like the Saints that do such a great job of taking players like Mike Evans out of the game. And then if you remember, too, from that game, Rob Gronkowski only had two catches on 11 targets. The Bucs won't face a defense for the rest of the regular season quite like the one they saw against the Saints. But then you get into the postseason and, you know, who knows, maybe they face the Saints again in the postseason or you got to go up against a defense like the Rams. That's when they're in major trouble. So um, it, it just can't be overstated how devastating of a loss this is for the Buccaneers. I know they were quite shaken from it. And I, I got to say, too, when I was there at the stadium, it, it felt like all the air had been just sucked out of the stadium. All the life had been sucked out. The press box was dead silent. Yeah, that, that's always the concern, too, how it really does affect the locker room. All right, Jenna, so with that in mind, we, we've, we've heard already Bruce Arians and his thoughts on bringing back now Antonio Brown, which at first we thought wasn't going to happen. But, of course, the needs have changed. What are you hearing, though, I know we've seen all the public stuff, but what are you hearing behind the scenes about how people feel about AB being back after that three-game suspension? Well, I would say this first and foremost. The decision was made before the injuries because a lot of people say, well, yeah, they, they, they don't have Chris Godwin and Mike Evans as a hamstring injury, and you know how temperamental those can be, and, and they're also without Leonard Fournette. They've lost three major pieces of their offense for who knows how long, when we already know with Godwin, he's out for the season. But the decision was announced 20 minutes before kickoff of the game. General manager Jason Light went on the Bucks radio network and said that the team would be welcoming back Antonio Brown and also that third year safety Mike Edwards, who was found as well to have produced a fake vaccine card. So um, these decisions are rarely black and white, but when you have a coach like, like Arians who comes out and makes a statement last year, and he did it, you know, to more than one publication where he said of Brown, he screws up one time, and he's gone. Mm. And I actually asked Arians about that because, you know, people naturally are going to say, well, isn't that being hypocritical? Didn't he technically screw up? Didn't he screw up? Doesn't that warrant being cut from the team? But Arians said, look, history has changed since then. And he thought that last year when he did give him that, that opportunity, he feels like he did a lot of the right things that they were hoping that he would do. He actually, uh, when he was, he was on felony probation last year for that situation involving the delivery truck driver where he assaulted the delivery truck driver again got felony probation for that but the probation was listed after one year because of good behavior uh between that and then you know settling his civil suit with his accuser uh his former trainer Brittany taylor some people could view that as a positive it it really just kind of depends on how you're looking at it but they both both parties wanted to put that situation ultimately behind them and then even last night Brown had actually paid his debt to his former chef. The guy, the whistleblower on this fake vaccine card thing, they settled things. The terms of that agreement uh, were not made public because of confidentiality, but that is no longer an issue. And so I think he's tried to do some of the right things. I can see where Bruce Arians is going with this. Um, but, But I can also tell you, I've heard from a number of fans that felt that Arians' actions were somewhat hypocritical, 
and also feeling like this guy maybe didn't deserve a second chance considering how many second chances he's already been given by the league. And, and, you know, to that, I would say um, there's a lot of different arguments that can be made, right? Like the whole role model argument, Charles Barkley, I'm not a role model. Are are teams supposed to be these moral beacons in their communities or are they supposed to win football games? (laughs) That is obviously the, the, the ongoing debate when it comes to sports and it comes to athletes. But just hearing Bruce Arians, it's amazing how much you will tolerate when it's time to start winning games. Jenna, thanks so much. Great insight. Appreciate you. Thank you. Okay, Jenna Lane again on the Goodyear hotline. College football is winding down. Goodyear knows the passion it takes to drive every game forward, whether your team's home or away. The traditions that bring us together are still the same. That's the road that moves us. Goodyear more driven. So, Mike, um, they have to bring back Antonio Brown. It's need. It's necessity. So as Jenna explained, you know, he he tried to clean up all the things that were messy with him throughout this season. But what, what do you make of this and, and how should the organization handle it right now? Yeah, it's a very sensible move and it's an easy, easy conversation. Hey, Antonio, you're coming back on a one day contract. And if today goes well, you're going to come back tomorrow. And let's just stack one good day on top of the next. And let's walk through this shoulder to shoulder and try to win another championship. But if you... Look at the wrong person the wrong way. If you're 10 seconds late, don't tell us what the excuse is. We're having that conversation right now. Goodbye. Like, we don't need to have another conversation. This is the conversation about letting you go. So it's a one-day contract. Show up on time. Be a great teammate. Be dependable. If it goes well today, you will be coming back tomorrow. If not, we don't need to have another conversation. There's no, I ran out of gas. The babysitter was late. Trust me, after 20 years, I've heard it all. We don't need to have it. So it's a privilege and an honor to try to win another championship with this great organization. And whatever happened in the past, I don't care. Today is the most important day. So it's double secret probation at this point, right? It it is by a thread. It it is by one quarter of one inch. But, you know, what's that expression? Like fear does the work of reason. And they need them. And they have a much better chance to win a championship. And by the way, if I'm Antonio Brown, it also gives me about six weeks here, guys, to say, like, why I should be paid next year as a free agent. And again, we've already talked about Trevor Lawrence. And, you know, Harry has him signing with Derek Carr. You know, Devontae Adams signed with. So the point is, like, if you're a great player, someone will pay you. So if I'm Antonio Brown, these next six weeks are an investment in me being a great free agent next March. So it's a marriage of convenience, and truly both sides need one another. Yeah, I know a lot of people are going to probably say, oh, he's being hypocritical. But let's not, let's not forget the business that we're in now. We're in the win-now business. We need, a, we need a Super Bowl. Yep. That's what I got paid to do. Brought one here last year, trying to go back-to-back. I have Tom Brady as my quarterback, not to mention if Tom Brady says, hey, I need Antonio Brown on that damn football field, Coach Arians. Tom Brady's going to be that Do you think that, that conversation happened? And, 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 you oh, better uh, believe it happened. And, 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 absolutely. And to Harry's point, here's the conversation between Bruce Arians and Tom. Hey, Tom, you deal with this guy. I'm coaching 52 dudes. <laughs> so your, your job description is quarterback and the head coach. Right, I'll bring him back. back. This is on you. 1,000%. And, and if I even hear one thing about Tom, I'm going to be pissed at you. So you're coaching this dude. I don't like him. He's not reliable. He lied. There's a lot of us that are older coaches in the building with pre-existing conditions. He's selfish, but he's going to help us win. You got him. I got the 52 other dudes. Are you, Tom, are you and I on the same page? Yeah. Now you give the player ownership in the decision and it has a much better chance of working out. And I like that because who is the one person Antonio Brown has listened to? We can say oh, since he's came into the league, it's been Tom Brady. 
Tom Brady gets his attention. And, and you know what else is, is um, like, kind of scary for me? Like, I look at a guy like Mike Tomlin, who I think is uh, first ballot Hall of Fame. He's a great coach. Mm-hmm. He has he molded, shaped, inspired a lot of players over the years. And given all the struggles they've had on offense, and they, they've they never talked about bringing him back. And that, like, to me, that's a little bit of a concern. Like, for whatever reason, to Harry's point, it's work with Tom Brady. And if I'm Antonio Brown, like, this is like – and whatever happened at the Raiders, like, that was crazy. The Patriots thing lasted about, you know, 10 minutes. Right. This is really, like, his last opportunity as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing where he is in his career. Like, where, where does this put him? He does get that – one more chance, which is amazing. And talent, you always seem to get these chances, but maybe this is the very last one for him. So we'll see what kind of impact Antonio Brown can have on the Bucks, and if that keeps them in the Super Bowl conversation. Meanwhile, coming up, so will Danny Dimes be playing on someone else's dime in 2022? We'll discuss that next. Keyshawn J. Will Max, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM, Channel 80. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. So what's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go visit your parents, hang out with friends and catch a movie. They're all solid options, but what about devoting time to yourself? Maybe taking up a personal hobby you've put off. With everything in your life that you handle, work, picking the kids up from school, running errands, you never really get enough me time. The best way to squeeze that time into your schedule is to first understand your own personal value and then make yourself a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Prioritizing mental health is an important part of my life. Let BetterHelp empower you to be the best version of yourself and guide you along the journey of becoming a better you. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Unsportsmanlike. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. They decided that, hey, it's in the best interest of Daniel Jones, in the best interest of the Giants long-term, to give him full time to heal. They weren't sure it was going to happen by the end of this season anyway, but now they sit there and they say, okay. Welcome back, Keyshawn Johnson, Keyshawn J. Will, and Max. Keyshawn Johnson, not here. Presented by Progressive Insurance, it's Alan Hahn. We do have a wide receiver, though. It's Harry Douglas and Mike Tannenbaum staying with us. 
because we made him stay. Does that make me the point guy? I mean, when you have when you have the takes that you've had today, right? You're the Jay Will in this. Yeah. He's the goat. When you have the takes that you've had today, it's almost like you have to stay. We can't let you go because I don't know what you're going to say today. It starts with let's well the Baker stuff you've said for a while. It's nothing new. To say Jonathan Taylor, a running back should not be eligible for the MVP. What? Yep. <laughs> and then you walk across the hall, go to get up, and then compare the Jacksonville Jaguars' future to that of the Golden State Warriors. Are you not entertained? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you are in fuego, <laughs> as as once been said on this network. But now I need to hear what you have to say about the future of the Giants at the quarterback position. Because Daniel Jones shut down now for the rest of the season with a neck injury that he sustained in the game, stayed in the game. There was talk of, well, they're going to see if they can get him back. The Giants are done. I can't believe they're not officially eliminated from playoff contention yet. They're 4-10 just like the Bears are. But, I mean, they pretty much are virtually eliminated from playoff contention. And as we hear from Jordan Renan, who covers the Giants for ESPN, he was on Freddie and Fitzsimmons, and he talked about the future of Daniel Jones with the Giants the Giants do believe in him, but there's a caveat, and that is, of course, his health. And now I know the Giants like him, but the, the, the thing that now factors into the equation is, can he stay healthy? Because you have three years three years with, a, with missed games, yeah. three years with injuries. So now you're adding that to the mix. It's, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're not in great shape there. I mean, they're, they're likely going to have to roll him back one more year because their team is set up financially right. to have a quarterback on the rookie deal. So they have him on a rookie deal, but he's got the injury history. You really don't like, – like, let me ask you this. I'll ask both of you, Harry, from a receiver perspective and Mike from a front office perspective. Do you know what you have in Daniel Jones? Do you have any idea yet after three years? I, I do, and I know I've been called a lot this morning, and I think by Daniel Jones I probably would be called Scrooge because <laughs> if he looked under the Christmas tree, he's not going to find a contract extension. Oh. He, he's just not good enough. He, he is not dependable enough. He's not productive enough. And, again, we talked about this earlier, guys. The verb is scour. We have to scour for his replacement. And you guys asked me about Russell Wilson. That's easy. I am giving him whatever it takes to be a New York Giant because, again, we saw it with Tom Brady, guys. It creates an aura of association. It changes everything about the last decade, about the New York Giants, with one move. So if I can't get him, then I'm going after Jimmy Garoppolo. In the draft, I'm looking at Kenny Pickett. I don't care if I have three quarterbacks because you know what? Now all of a sudden you're dealing from a position of strength. And if Daniel Jones is still the best quarterback, Allen, great, no problem because now you have flexibility in the future. But let's turn a weakness into a strength. Oh, we know he's not the guy. We do know that. That we know. All right, you're, you're firm on that. Yeah, but, but I, I will say this. They had an opportunity um, – and they took an offensive lineman. I think it was Andrew Thomas, where you had an opportunity to, to get Justin Herbert, right? And, Mike T., I wanted to ask you this. Why is it so hard sometimes for GMs and people in the front office to admit and realize that they probably made a mistake? Like, why, why is it so hard for them to do that? Because if they would have just – if Gettleman just would have been like, okay, we was wrong here. He wanted Herbert from the beginning, and Herbert stayed. He wanted Herbert all along. And we saw the Cardinals do it. They drafted a quarterback yeah. in the top 10, and then the very next year took another quarterback at number one and said, all right, well, we made a mistake, but great we like this guy better. Right, great right, right. self-evaluation. Yeah, you know, it's a great point. Two thoughts. One is typically you want to give three years, you know, 
Coach Parcells, who had a huge influence in my career, was influenced by the great Tom Landry. Tom Landry always had like a three-year rule with young players. But really, like to Harry, to your point, really what becomes a force multiplier is when you look at a guy like Bill Belichick, Mike Tomlin, John Harbaugh, those guys, they make a mistake. They'll cut a guy in 10 seconds. Thank now you. The Patriots, a, the first team yeah. I've ever seen yes. that yeah, cut yeah. a second, a first round, yeah. they don't give a and damn who you are. Don't and, perpetuate a problem. Right, right, right. And, and you, and that becomes a force multiplier because now the accountability just skyrockets for everybody in the organization. So um, it's a problem that when GMs, head coaches want to protect themselves, look, players are going to get the benefit of the doubt, but the NFL is the ultimate meritocracy and the best players to play. And that's why if you bring Daniel Jones back, essentially on a one-year deal, maybe he's great. But if he's not, if Jimmy Garoppolo is better or if Kenny Pickett's better, play the best player. And I always say this, like the checks and balance as a GM is your locker room. Like one of the biggest mistakes I made was Jericho Cotri, a really good player, very dependable. Athletically, he was declining. We cut him. And that day, like I had six trusted veterans come up to me and say like, man, Mike, you blew it because players like him solve problems in your locker room that you never knew about. Oh, wow. Yeah, and you see that a lot with teams. Like, now, what was it about that? Did you not – were you just not aware of that? Right. Did you, or, or did you have no choice? Like, were you aware of his popularity or standing in the room? Yeah, and that – candidly, those are some of those the – those are cha- dangerous decisions. Yeah, You're right. Yeah, Alan, and those are some of the biggest challenges that coaches and GMs have, which is you may have a young ascending player who's faster, stronger, bigger, can run faster, jump higher – but then there's intangibles that guys that are glue of the program. And we talked earlier about the Matt Rules and the Urban Myers. And hindsight's always twenty twenty. But if I was Urban Meyer, I would be investing in the guys that are the glue guys of the program. Like, hey, how do we make this better? Here's the foundation. Yeah. And when you talk to, like, guys in New England, you'd be surprised how much certain players are empowered. Like the Devin McCourties of the world, the Dante Hightowers, the ones that have been there a long time, they really police themselves and the standards become the standards. And that's what you're seeing like in Tampa Bay. Again, why is Antonio Brown a Buccaneer? Because of Tom Brady. And when you have player standards, it becomes a lot easier to have success. And I'll give you an example of that. When I was in Tennessee, uh, when Coach Malarkey took over as the head coach, uh, we was in the middle of a culture change, right? Wizard Hunt had got the job. He got fired the year before. Um, and then Malarkey took over, and then he became the head coach that second year, right? We had a we had a, um, a a committee from players where we would meet every week, and he would ask us, "Hey, what are we not doing that y'all would want? What are some things that y'all feel like so we can smart. be better at?" Tom Collins, you know I mean? and that. I think that's very important because yeah. coaches can't solve everything on a football team. I'll tell you something that will really surprise you guys, Nick Saban. If you call up Nick Saban before the draft about his eighth prospect, he'll be like, "Hey, Mike." Let me tell you about his parents. Let me tell you about his high school coach. Nick Saban's attention to detail and the relationships with his players beyond the Bryce Youngs and the Stars is amazing. And you want to know why he's so successful? His attention to detail and his relationships that he has with his players going down the second or third level is absolutely amazing. Same thing with Coach Belichick. Listen to his press conferences, especially on Fridays. He'll tell you about the long snapper and what he did in college. And there's a reason those guys are successful. And to Harry's point, like, those relationships, they matter. And, you know, Rex used to have captain's meetings. Of course, Rex was always looking for me to, you know, spend money for another meal. Hey, I got to go take these guys out, you know. <laughs> but but that was one of Rex's superpowers. He, he could influence players because he really spent time to get to know them. That is a Tom Coughlin thing, too. The famous story with the Giants when Tom Coughlin first got there, first couple of years he was dealing with a lot of friction 
with veteran players on the team because you know, I mean, he he does it a certain way. He's got Tom Coughlin time, TC time. If you're if you're on time, you're late. You know, all the little things that he brings a discipline, and guys were pushing back. So when he started seeing it go the wrong way, he got a couple of veterans together on that team, and he formed the committee, like you mentioned, Harry, like what you had in Tennessee leadership committee, and that's exactly what it was—a leadership committee of players. And he would talk to them on a regular basis, and they would give him feedback, and that changed everything. It changed the relationship with the players, how the players perceived him. And, of course, the rest is history. They went on to win two Super Bowls. So, you know, that kind of stuff is important in today's – when you're a coach, you got to adapt, which goes back, of course, to the Urban Meyer stuff where he's saying you just can't coach players the way you used to. You know, assistant coaches now have yeah. You have just got to know how to do it, man. You, right, gotta, that's right. you just got to know how to do it. Like, like, you got to you know yeah, what you, buttons to push. Yeah, you, right. Your bad you, relationships. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Not, like, not you, times have changed. You, you, it's, it, when you get to the 2021, you can't talk to – if you say, say a wide receiver meeting room. There are guys that you may be able to dog cuss and yell at, but it may be two of those guys that you have to send a message through to those two guys through other players. Yeah. Like, everyone is different. And as a head coach, your job is to learn everyone on your team and know how to send those messages. And a lot of coaches don't know how to do that. They just try to coach everybody the same way, mm-hmm. but everybody doesn't take it the same way. That's you know, an issue in all of sports a, right now. A, 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 everyone's familiar with the golden rule, but there's actually, you could take it to another level, the platinum rule, which is treat people the way they want to be treated. Yeah. And not everyone's the same. And know all your players, too. Know your personnel goes beyond just being KYP, on the field. Baby. Yes, no doubt. All right. So give us one team. This is a question we've been asking all morning. We want to get to hear from you next. Give us one team playing on Wild Card Weekend, or we expect to, that is the most dangerous to make a run. Who's that team you're like, I do not want to face them? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We'll get the calls going next. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100 times your money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stats types are what make prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app go to prizepicks.com morning and use code morning for a first deposit match up to 100 that's prizepicks.com morning code morning for a first deposit match up to 100 prize picks pick more pick less it's that easy the Keyshawn j will and max podcast it's carl roulette we asked you the question, which team playing on Wild Card Weekend is the most dangerous to make a run? Who do you not want to face? You got your team, and you're like, man, that's the one team I don't want to face. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We spin the wheel. We pick the number of line you're on. You tell us who you are, where you're from. And, of course, you give us your take. Spin it, please. It hits line two. 
Yeah, hi, this is Patrick from Atlanta, and I got three points, but I'll make him extremely quick. First, I got to know, is Mike Tannenbaum best friends with Ryan Pace and Mac Nagy? Because I don't think he knows jack about football after the running back com- and, and Jacksonville comments. Two, I really feel embarrassed for ESPN because you guys year in and year out overrate the Packers. They are consistently barely over 500 team, but they play in the NFC North, so they get a great record, and you guys get confused, and they never go to the Super Bowl. He's been, Aaron Rodgers has been to the Super Bowl as many times as Rex Grossman. And the last point, is the team I don't want to play is the Indianapolis Colts. They're both their offensive and defensive lines are sick. Yes. Jonathan Taylor is nasty. And you guys, everybody, thought Carson Wentz was a joke. And look what he's doing. Look what he's doing. So, he's doing it with the running back. All right, all right, I got I'll let Mike go from here, but I just got one thing to say, and that is twenty six and six, two conference final appearances, and then of course this season as the best team right now in the NFC. I don't know how that's overrating anybody. Mike, sit, your turn. Go sit your ass down somewhere. Yeah, please. Are you, are you waiting on hold for long for that? Uh, you want to defend yourself, Mike? Are, are, you and, are you and Ryan Pace good friends? Yeah, I, in fact, I was supposed to have breakfast <laughs> with him and Jonathan Taylor. So. Hey, look, running backs are important. I'm not saying that they're not. I'm just saying that this is a quarterback-driven league. That's why they get paid the most. And when we talk about not outstanding player, not performance, the most valuable player, the answer is in the title, value. You can't win without a good quarterback. And by the way, Carson Wentz is going to have to make some throws at some point in the playoffs. Then the we'll Colts. really know. Yeah, and yep. that's exactly right. Yeah, then we'll really know what he is. All right, spin it. And somebody be better than that. Line three. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? It's line three, Jesse Jones from Houston, Texas. Hey, Jesse. I was explaining to my wife that you run the ball if you want to win, but you throw the ball if you want to score. So the bottom line is I, I want to win. So if I got a running back that's giving me all of these yards, I most definitely am going to take the running back as the MVP. Scoring is not that big of a deal. However, if you're winning, the game is over because you can run the ball for 5.6 average, and you're good. I, I, you team, know what? I, that's how I feel. Ground and pound can win you a lot. Mike, do you agree with his theory? Let's go back to Bill Walsh, one of the greatest coaches of all time. <laughs> you pass to score and run to win. You need to score in the passing game. Joe Montana, Steve Young, you can't win consistently if you can't make plays in the passing game. Once you have the lead after halftime, you want to, you want to finish the game with a great offensive line and good, predictable running plays. If only the Falcons ran the ball. They might have a Super Bowl. Bing, bong, bing, bong. Let's spin it. <laughs> Harry, that was your best analysis of the day, by the way. Pomegranate. <laughs> Line one. <laughs> it's Nick from Texas. Hey, Mick. How you doing? Hey, guys. Uh, so the Chargers are poised to make the deepest run in the playoffs coming in on a wild card. Mm. Um, they showed last week that they can run the ball, even though it was against the bad Chargers run defense or Chiefs run defense. Um, and I think that's going to give them a lot of confidence moving forward. And then we just got to catch the ball uh, on passing down. Well, I'll say the only thing that makes me nervous about the Chargers is that they need to understand that sometimes it's okay to take three points. And in the playoffs, that's going to be a huge factor. You think Brandon uh, Staley still does that in the postseason? Well, that's what I'm saying. Well, if you say if you go on, 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 on after the game in your postgame interview and say that this is the way we're going to play, 
uh, why wouldn't I believe they're going to do that in the postseason? I just hope he doesn't do that in the postseason. That, this is slightly off topic because I think the Chargers are dangerous. I What's so interesting about what Harry said is the other night, the one time they didn't get aggressive was when they scored a touchdown, they went up seven. Why not go for two and make it a two-score game? They kick the extra point. They go up eight. Yeah. Kansas City scores. Edwards Alaire catches the two-point play. So – I've been really impressed by Brandon Staley. That was the one decision that was inconsistent with what he's done in the past. I can't believe you would do that in the playoffs, but maybe we'll find out. All right, spin it. Line four. Hey, this is Ryan calling from New Jersey, and I just want to say that the 49ers are the team that nobody wants to play. You guys got me feeling nostalgic talking about my uh, former great quarterbacks. But we're running the ball. We are healthy. We are playing defense. We have one of the best and sometimes underrated coaches in the league who gets the best out of his players, whether it's Steve being a running back. We got Nick Bosa healthy. The games that we did lose, we lost because of some questionable calls on roughing the passer against Arizona and really bad prevent defense that prevented us from winning against Green Bay. So we're healthy. We're running, playing defense, and nobody wants to play us. Go Niners. That's exactly what Harry said. Here's the question, guys. If the Niners somehow continue this run, Harry sees them as a dangerous team. And Jimmy G and the Niners get back to a Super Bowl. Win it or not, how do you move on from Jimmy G? How do you look at Trey Lance and say, well, that's our future? That's, he just got you there again. That's a great problem to have. Now, now also yep. you're getting from a position of strength. And think about maybe someone gives you three ones for Trey Lance. Like There's going to be so many teams that need a quarterback with very few in the draft. Like, Alan, that's best-case scenario if you're the 49ers. Boy, imagine going to the Super Bowl. Watch out for the Niners! And then then Aaron Rodgers says, I want to play for them. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's oh, like, see the twinkle in Mike's eye? That's, that, that, oh, that, that's, that's, that's like oh, being on first God. take and saying, hey, do I, you know, who do I want? Like, you're oh, just, it's an embarrassment of riches. <laughs> you would love something like that, no doubt about that. Spin it! One more time. Let's go. Let's get a good one to finish it off. Of course, yeah, I knew it. Line five. It'd be a good line five today. Corey from New York. Hey, Corey. Hey, are the Giants in a better, worse, or the same position as the Jets were last year with Darnold? Are the Giants in the same or worse position than the Jets were last year with Sam Darnold? I kind of equated the two. You didn't really know what you had, but you kind of know what you have. Get rid of them. Get rid of them. Like you're done. Yeah, I'm done. So you're ready to move on, even though there's no quarterbacks in this draft. You have two top ten picks in a draft where you don't have any quarterbacks. Get rid of them. So trade for one. Try to do whatever you can to get Russell Wilson. Mike, you're calling Seattle like the minute the season's over, aren't you? Try to and do whatever I'm, you and can. I'm not getting off the phone. You're just going to just offer him everything until they finally say, okay, fine. Absolutely, because, again, it's not just about Russell Wilson, guys. It's about everything he brings to the organization, which is countless players that want to play with him. It's what Tom Brady did in Tampa Bay. Right. Now, Mike, you said you're, you teach a college course, right? Columbia University. Right, and the guys are making fun of me for my look again today. I think my fit looks very professional. You said I look like a professor. I feel like I was attacked at the beginning of the show and also at the end of the show. Here's my test, Mr. Professor. Honestly, <laughs> Mr. I am not that teacher. Kind of, here's my test. I'm not that kind of teacher. You'd have to bring it up and leave it on my desk. I want everybody to see your grades like it's a PGA scoreboard. See you all tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile 
and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.